it's been another fun weekend down here in Myrtle Beach. You actually had a couple guys playing some very nice courses down here. One of them used to be a Seniors Championship Tour course. Uh, Mike and Pat joined me, Audie, down here in Myrtle Beach for a fun weekend. We got to play the Founders Club in Pauly's Island and the Pauly's Island Plantation Golf Course. First impressions, guys. What do you think about both the courses? We played Founders Club on Saturday and Pauly's on Sunday. So I am a huge fan of when a course uses kind of like native waste area on the course. And like Founders Club is the one we played first. And that was the one that had that kind of native waste where they really didn't have car paths on most of the course. And I loved it. Honestly, it's like one of my favorite styles of golf course. So there's one here in Columbia that we play. And then obviously we're going to be heading up to North Carolina where they do that a lot too. So I thought my first impression of, the, of that course was I was like all in on that. I will say the range situation was uh, a bit strange. So didn't actually do any warming up there. So went in cold, but I, I mean, I started off good. I know that was not everybody else did, but I started off good. So I didn't mind not having a range, but it, that situation was weird. So to explain that a little bit further to our listeners. So Pat and I warmed up in this quote unquote range. And essentially it was an outdoor hitting bay where they had industrial grade netting on steel beams adjacent to the first tee and the practice green. And they had a, like five turf mats and you hit balls into this net. And the, all the golf balls were obviously range balls, but whenever you hit them, all the black rubberized stuff off the net got on the golf balls, which translated to your golf club. So it, it made your clubs very dirty very quickly. Yeah. I probably, uh, that range session, range session probably didn't help. First out the gate, I put two in the yard, so obviously didn't help me. One of the drawbacks I thought about this course is that every single, I mean, it, it, obviously it's in a residential area down there in Polly's Island, but every single hole had the residential backyards roped off, even if they didn't have a fence on it or anything else. And even if your golf ball was two yards over the net, or over the the rope, it said that you can't go get it. And they also had a sign on a hole on a, one of the par fives that all golfers are responsible for any property damage. That's a first for me that I've seen. I think that's actually technically always the rule. I just think that, like, as a golfer, you don't want to admit that to yourself. But the courses were honestly on, the, like, they were on the narrow side. I think most people would say that they were narrow courses. I definitely think that when you combine narrow and also houses right there it's like you can get some very uncomfortable shots and in some of my shot shapes i know i had a couple shots where i'm like i'm 90 percent sure i'm gonna hit a house or hit into the backyards and you know i did honestly on most of them that i felt like i was going to so i'm off to a good start but i know i struggled late in the the front nine you know with how narrow i guess it was but I thought, I mean, I thought that was part of the fun of it, right? Like, I mean, I if I'm going to golf down in the beach like that, like I'm expecting it to be more narrow than wide. Like that just is kind of what I associate with golf at the beach. Maybe that's just the courses I play down at the beaches, but like that's what I would expect. Right. And honestly, I think I love, so this is something where super like quirky thing about the course, but like I love when you are kind of driving in like the back roads to get between the holes. Like, it'd be super unfun to walk that distance, but, like, I, and when you're in the car and, like, all of a sudden it's like, oh, the next hole is two blocks over, and you got street signs telling you to go, you know, keep going. 
Um, like that's that's pretty cool to me. So like I think that's a quirky thing, and maybe not everybody likes it, but like you gotta get the land from somewhere, right? Like you didn't have it adjacent to where you were, so you found some land over there, built built a hole over there. Well, it's like you in your golf cart, and you're cruising down to the beach. That's what it's like. Along with the layout topic that we're on, how long do you think the course played from the tips? We played from a tee up, but how long do you think the, the first course, the Founders Club, played from the tips? How long totally. do I think it was? Yeah, was totally it, I, th- oh, I think I know the answer, so I think it's unfair to me to say. So I'll also let Pat go. So wasn't it like 7,300 or something like that? So from I the tips, 71. It, it's 7,007. Okay, so. From the tees that we played, the, the second furthest back, was 6,700. So it's not an extremely long course. But like for reference, that is longer than the courses that we typically play. So like, I would say it was, it was longer than, uh, not, not necessarily what I'm used to, but the course we normally play is also a par 71. This is a par 72. So that accounts for about 100 of those yards. So not crazy, but yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't think the length was necessarily the issue there. Also, there's no real ele- elevation changes being at the beach. Well, that was one of the things that they, they marked on here uh, as far as the d- design that they had. And the course actually opened back up in 2008. It was previously the Seagull Golf Course, and it was, it was built in 1966, but it went underneath a $7 million renovation in 2006, and it's a Gary Player designed course and reopened in 2008. They said that every fairway is elevated, and you have those waste area cart paths where all the sand is along on both sides and in the middle and it says that it allows you to feel like you're driving on the beach that you're having a nice leisurely day on the golf course so before that did they not used to have the waste area they did not okay so then that is a great change to me but like i said i'm a huge huge stand of the waste area so like I, i i just think it's really cool and like you're like you said you're at the beach and you're driving on sand for probably you know if you're not in the fairway you're driving on sand for basically 80% of of the hole and it's like that's pretty cool to me it makes you feel like I don't know it makes it feel a lot more like hey you're out kind of playing within the elements right like to me the sometimes the car pass kind of restrict you and make you kind of feel like you're forced to one to one side or the other and like maybe that's not where your ball is or where the hole goes and here it's just like yeah man just drive wherever you want yep and that's one of the other things that they mentioned in here is that it allows you to be unrestricted to the golf course Whereas if you have paved cart paths, you feel like you're only able to be on one side of the of the hole. Yeah, I felt unrestricted. No one follows the 90-degree rules anyway. Not Pat when he's driving, I know that. <laughs> well, the Founders Club was obviously a, a great course for us to play. It was, it was a little bit challenging. It was a lot of fun. And then on Sunday, we transitioned over to Polly's Plantation. Polly's Plantation was a little bit more difficult, and it definitely played more of a coastal-type course where you had a lot of twists and turns. You had a lot of... You know, the reeds and the swamp area and the marsh and the inlet, the wind kind of played a factor in a couple of par threes. Pat, give us a, a little bit of an idea of what it's like to play a Polly's Plantation. So Polly was interesting, I think. So we started the back nine first, um, which kind of changed the dynamic of the course, because obviously I think the back nine was the most... To me, it was the like I had more fun on the back nine than I did on the front nine just because of the out the layout the first few holes that we started and i think that kind of like playing the back nine first kind of didn't like ruin the experience for me but i think it kind of like short changed me because i got the experience like the best first and then kind of like your startup for like later so it never built up it kind of just i was up and then it declined 
Yeah, I think that's like the back nine is definitely the crescendo of the course. And so doing that first, it's like you basically, hey, this big, the whole point of setting up this course this way is so you finish on these stretch of holes. And instead, when you start on it, you then go to the front nine. And it's like you're getting a completely different experience. And it's just, it's just kind of blah relative. Like it's the course is fine, but like relative to the back nine, not. I think one of the coolest things for me was, I think it was the 12, it was, I don't know, 13th hole. Is that the first one? The first par three over, yep. over the reeds. So, yeah, coming off of 12, or I guess even on 12, like, you know what's coming on 13, right? If you know anything about the course, you know that 13 is the first time you're hitting over the reeds. Um, and so on 12 is the first time you get to see the reeds, and uh, you get to see that uh, swampy marsh area. And so as you're hitting, you know, you're on the green of 12, you're kind of looking around, and it's like, you're starting to see it, starting to come together, and, like, you know of, like, hey, man, I'm about to, I'm about to step up on a shot that's basically you have to fly 99% of the way over the marsh and then it's going to hit the, you know, it's going to hit the green. And so like that, that was like a lot of fun to me. And I just love the anticipation of like, while I'm on 12 thinking, Hey, 13's coming, like, Hey, 13's coming. This is really cool. And then something else that's really special about it is the way this might not make any sense if you've never been there, but the way that they have it laid out is there's basically like this long land bridge that breaks up the two portions of the marsh and they have basically in a straight line two holes worth of tee boxes. Both of them are par threes hitting over the marsh, but you're hitting in opposite directions. So it's like this, you know, this battery of tee boxes that are hitting, you know, over these par threes. And so while you're going out to play 13, you're actually passing by 17. And so all of that anticipation I just talked about on 12, you get an even better version of that between 13 and 17. Obviously, he's got to make it a little bit tough and, and obviously beautiful for us as well. I mean, 13's overlooking the entire inlet, and you, you see all the nice beach houses to the left over there, and just beyond those is the ocean. So you got that wind coming in at you for about a 120, 130-yard shot, and you're literally having to land it on a green. It, it depends on the front like it was for us on Sunday. You're having to land it in like a 10-yard zone, and if you land it right on that ridge— and unfortunately, Mike ran into this. If you have backspin, it's just going to go right into the marsh. And yeah, mine. I had backspin into the marsh too. It just landed in the marsh first. True. Yeah, when you land in the marsh, you can't see it spin back though. But I did. I, I bet it did spin back in the marsh. The worst part about that shot for me is that it was on video, and Pat decided that it was the funniest thing he had seen that entire day <laughs> and was like laughing his ass off. I was, <laughs> and I didn't even notice that until I watched the video, and I was like, all right, well, I guess I got an asshole that I was playing with that day. I was going to say, be on the lookout for some live shots of what we took on the course on Sunday from that signature hole. So look out for those on our social media pages. I think the reason why I was laughing was because the way that it happened, it was like a good shot. It just spun off. And I think this was right after I hit mine in the water. So it was just like everything just compounded. I just started busting out laughing. I think I was a good sport about it. I think I actually ended, ended up laughing as well because it was kind of, I mean, it was like you said, it was really fun. It sucked to hit into the water there. A little spoiler, I also hit in the water on 17. So both of those tough shots, I shit the bet on. So, you know, not the best, not the best performance there, but. I did the opposite. Um, I also, yeah, that's true. You did. So yeah. uh, on 17, we were playing and Pat and I hit about the same distance. So I hit, you know, I hit a seven iron in. I mean, it was about maybe a yard short, like so close that I was able to get it out of the marsh because that, that's how close it was. So Pat was like, oh, man, I'm not going to be short. So he pulls a six iron 
and probably blows it 20 yards past past where where the where the marsh started it would have gone into the houses behind the green if it wasn't for hitting a tree and kicking back so that was a that was a fun juxtaposition of of being a little bit of short and then just blasting one through i want to shout out 18 too like we haven't talked about 18 but 18 is that was arguably one of like the most beautiful holes that i've played like you have the marsh going all the way down the left um and it's it's opening up to the the clubhouse which shows very well from that backside there and then the green itself is like it's a it's a pretty fun green to hit into off the, your second shot into it's it's narrow in the front and wider in the back and so you kind of get this reverse or this reverse funnel where you're the further back you get, the the easier the shot looks. But depending on where the pin is, it's going to be harder. So yeah, eighteen was a fun hole to three putt on. It was majestic to three putt. That's when it started raining on us as well. One of the things that I'm conscious of when talking about this course is we did not play it in the nicest weather day. And like, had we had a weather day like the first day, like Friday, my opinion might be that this is probably like a one of my top five courses I've played at, just because of. I want to play it again. I'll say that yeah. I want to play both of them again, honestly. But like, I really want to play polys plantation again and i think there's an opportunity for us and looking at the scorecard it's funny because on the number one two three handicap i had par i had bogey or better I had basically bogey on number one and then par on the rest but on the number 16 17 18 i got a triple on two and a double on one hey i i didn't play well this weekend either yeah, I don't. Which which one? I just I don't remember offhand. Which one is the? What is the easiest hole that they said on the course? Easiest hole is number thirteen on the back. I mean thirteen. So it's the one, par three? three. No, it's yeah, it's the par three. Yeah, that's no way. Oh man, that's the easiest. Uh, okay, I can see it though. It's one hundred thirty yards, man. It's a you yeah. gotta hit a hundred thirty yard shot. I I probably would have said twelve. I think twelve was easier than thirteen. Yeah. So I agree, but either way, I think uh, also we saw the biggest fucking gator i've ever seen on a golf course before and like to the point of like we're at the tee box and we're like no nah, that's fake that's not real we thought it was and a dream yeah you walk up on this shit and it was like all right this is like a six foot gator right here this thing was huge he's bigger than six foot i that thing was it was kind of scary because you walk you couldn't see it like you could see it from the tee box and then you're walking over the green and it's you're like cresting this hill and all of a sudden that thing is just sitting right there <laughs> They definitely have a lot of scenery out there for you to, to witness. So of the two courses, which ones do y'all like better? I don't know. I think both had their own like pros and cons. Yeah, it's hard to compare the two. I mean, it's easy to compare the two, but it's we, for me, it's like, I think... <laughs> it's like apples and oranges. So you just can't compare them, man. One is more coastal, one is more inland. Here's the question. I'll ask this. Do you guys both agree that Polly's was nicer, like, grass? Like the oh, grass absolutely. Yes, Greens I would say... Sure. I'll, I'll say, do you agree that the Founders Club having square tee boxes yes. was pretty fucking bad? Yes. Square tee yeah, boxes. Talking about these flat tee boxes, like it's it's a power move to have square tee boxes everywhere. So I think I'm gonna I think my answer is gonna be a little bit different than what I would have expected, but I would say that I like the Founders Club more. Because you had your eagle. Yes, yeah. because I have an eagle. Yeah. Didn't you also have an eagle at Polly's? No, you no, already... I had Oh, birdies. Oh. He had two give me birdies. That's it. Yeah. If he was good, he was so I, he even had three. Yeah, this is like I not to try to brag on it, but like yes, three sh- three shots that were under par and every single one of them was within three feet. So I had a lot of shots that I could have been under par on and can't make a putt outside of three feet. So that's the main problem. So 
really that's the highlight that I can't putt outside of three feet. Free putt Mike was back in full force this weekend. Not as not as many as usual, but there were some there. I think the, there was a no three putt rule though. I do appreciate that. The starter said there was no three putting at Polly's, so I broke that rule. If we're talking about rules that we were allowed to break on a golf course, I broke that rule. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I like the out the layout of the Founders Club more than I um more than the plantation course, but I think the plantation course was definitely nicer in terms of facility and overall like condition. I think if you took both of the back nine, like both of the back nines were better than the front nines at both these courses, I thought. But if you took both of those back nines and just smushed them into one course, like that would be probably one of the top courses in the state. That'd be very nice. Well, there you have it. The Founders Club and the Polly's Plantation. If you're ever down in Myrtle Beach, Polly's Island area, you got to take some swings over those, on those courses. Let them know that we sent you. 